This is the new Blue Review with Benji Shulman. You're listening to 101.9 High FM. I'm Benji Shulman. This is the new Blue Review. And I'm happy to say we have online, as we always do, this time of the day and week, Rob Hutchinson from Dear South Africa. Rob, how are you doing? Oh, very well in yourself, Benji. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. I trust you had a slightly cold weekend, but off doing warm now. Uh, yes, keeping warm, staying inside, and not building snowmen outside. <laughs> That's great. Unless, unless, of course, they're doing public participation, in which case you should have as many as you can get, Rob. Um, good point. Very good point. Especially since they could be attending parliamentary meetings. Uh, what's going on with that? Yes, definitely they could be. And wouldn't it be wonderful to freeze up parliament once in a while? It'd be great. If not, have a snow fight there. It'd be lovely. There's a whole lot of meetings happening in parliament with quite a few different events and decisions being made. I think one of the most interesting ones is the report on police and crime. Crime rates seem to have actually increased in in South Africa, specifically in, in certain areas. And who knows, maybe it's because of we're approaching the silly season. Well, mind you, any season is a silly season. So we never know what's actually pushing up the crime. And what they, has come out of the meeting is that it's perhaps because of police visibility. So one of the strange suggestions that uh, the minister has put forward is the use of drones in uh, fighting crime. Now, I'm not sure about you, Benji, but I think if the police start using drones across the country, I think it more might, more, more might be a, a donation program where police donate drones to, to locals. I'm not sure how they're going to make this work, but they plan to use their drones in rural areas. And obviously police from the sky monitor crime in certain areas and hopefully uh, do a better job about it. I'm not sure how it will actually work and if it will be effective, but they're planning to just deploy 166 drones across 43 areas. And this will be rolled out over about three years and probably cost quite quite a bit of, bit of money, uh, which the taxpayer will obviously cover. It won't just be the drones that they're putting out, but they'll have to train uh, pilots to operate these drones and to make sure that they don't get stolen or shot down or so on. So, however, I think it'll be a case of the police watching crime happen, but from the sky. Yeah, certainly is an interesting, I mean, point. One of the things which I think is interesting, Rob, is that we have seen crime spikes in other countries in relation to lockdowns and these sort of things. So perhaps it sort of makes sense that there is uh, there is the spike that we're seeing. Yes, it could be. There could be. Also, the unemployment rate could be have something to do with it. There could be a, a, a major push there. You know, when people become desperate, desperate, they have to do it. The government grants are, are, are coming to an end. There's a, a big problem, uh, according to, to parliaments, with foreigners taking local jobs, which is another thing that was discussed in, in parliament. And uh, the minister on that side has actually put out new quotas on the hiring of foreigners. Uh, through the National Labour Migration Policy and the Employment Services Amendment Bill, both of which uh, set quotas for how many foreigners any any employee can hire. And that's in response to a call from, from the public on a lack of jobs and, and so on. But will that solve the problem? Uh, I have my doubts on, on, on that too. I mean, Rob, what actually is our policy at the moment when it comes to foreign nationals uh, being in jobs? I mean, presumably 
with the way that the skills visas work, they have like scarce skills stuff and then you can do it or not. It sounds to me like the, the minister is just putting stuff in to sound like he's doing something. Absolutely. From my point of view, it's it's more of a political move. We know that ANC has is struggling right at the moment. So implementing these these types of bills is definitely more political uh, to aim or aim to please uh, voters and create jobs, which has been their their voting mantra for for many years. But the current bill does does place limits on on what, how many foreigners you can hire. It, is not, it doesn't matter about the skills or such. You should always look internally, then locally, then look to hire, hire foreigners. But what they're doing is they're changing the, the, the quotas, lowering the number of, of foreigners that any business is, is allowed to hire, which does seem counterproductive in reigniting out our economy. Uh, we might not have the local skills, yet we'll have to find them uh, or uh, hire someone who has lesser skills than, than say, a Zimbabwean would. But nonetheless, that's government's plan. And obviously, they'll, they'll put a, the two bills out for, for public comment, and then the public can have their say on those. It is a pity, because also what it does is it means that skills from abroad that we need are not coming into the country at all. Correct. Absolutely correct. Yes. And there's no doubt that we do need these skills, even even if those skills do come in to assist South Africans to upskill, then that would be great. But you're absolutely correct. We do we do need skills that are simply not available in this country. Very, very interesting. Unless, of course, uh, Rob, what happens if there's no drone pilots who are South African, then what are they going to do? Like, are foreigners allowed to operate the drones that the police are going to buy? This is the question. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that would be a great idea. Maybe foreigners have more experience and, and less of a crash history than, than our South African police service does. I've seen many, many police cars uh, crashed into each other. So let's hope that it doesn't have to have the same effect on, on drone pilots crashing into each other. <laughs> It certainly sounds like a potential problem. Talking of places and things that, that people can do, there's there's also a new um, sectional title act, uh, Rob, which is uh, that they're looking at. Now, I've understood from the sectional title that it's a massive document already, the, the laws around it. So if anyone says to you that they've actually read the whole uh, sectional title act, my, my sense is perhaps you should smile and, and back away slowly, Rob. What's what's your view? Absolutely, absolutely. It's quite an extensive document, which covers many areas from finance to common common area use to uh, usage of, of other areas. And it oh, it's ex- very, very, very extensive. But it's, it's a bill that's been floating around or an amendment bill that's been floating around for quite some time and in various various different ways and it does impact uh, home ownership and uh, leases and and renters of property in sectional titles as to what areas of land they can use i think that's the most important focus of it it's about usage of the land about who can use it who has owners who can who can own certain sections of common property and what you can do with with those with those lands if you can lease them out whether you can hire them out or whether you have to charge for them or, or not it does affect uh, tenants and the body corporates as well the biggest issue would probably be around uh, parking facilities and extra space which i know a lot of estates and complexes do do suffer with however the bill does try to cover those what kind of, of effects are we starting to see because certainly i do know in urban areas parking is a challenge is this something that new buildings are going to have to adapt to or 
or, or how is it working? Well, basically, it, it gives um, tenants and homeowner associations a bit more power where they can negotiate with developers and agents to explain certain areas, to answer certain questions, and to actually provide more more details. A lot of times, a complex will be built or be modified, and the entire plan in a sectional title will have to be amended. What they're proposing here is that they, if somebody wants to amend their own section, uh, which would be their own unit, then wouldn't have to get plans for the entire complex redone. It'll just be plans for that certain area or plans for their unit only. But of course, that will have to go out for questions to the developer and then then he'll have to supply those. So they're trying to cut the developers out, mostly in the decision-making, which perhaps is a good idea. We have some unscrupulous developers out there. Well, certainly uh, some very interesting stuff then coming down the pipe. Uh, and and very applicable to um, I'm sure many of our listeners who who, who live in sectional title or or are potential drone pilots. Uh, Rob, where can they find more information if they'd like to comment? As always, on Dear South Africa. Yeah, absolutely. So on on our website, dearsouthafrica.co.za, we as usual have the information there and an opportunity for for you to have your say on that. So simply go to dearsouthafrica.co.za, click on latest campaigns and find the campaign that you want to send your comment on. Well, there you go. Rob Hutchinson there from Dear South Africa. Rob, stay warm and speak soon. Fantastic, Benji. And you too. There we go. Rob Hutchinson from Dear South Africa. Brings us to the end of the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, please do uh, be in contact with us. Uh, you can check us out on the Chaifem Facebook page. Thanks to the whole team who helps put everything together. Craig, who pushes all the big red buttons, who's used on the sound, and Mashadi, who helps on the production. I'll chat to you next week on the new Blue Review.